Featuring SG. What's going on? Bear Month. Dick Sassy? <laughs> DK Murphy? I'm already five years in. And. And your host. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Booze and Dudes podcast. I am Chuck Bucks, your host. And um, today we have a special guest on the show, and his name is John Minardo. He has written books, he has made documentaries, and he worked on the one and only show that you might remember as a kid, and that was um, America's America's Funniest Home Videos. So we were going to start with an intro song but we didn't want to get kicked off of uh the youtube so you know this is a good interview can we guys. sing it sing it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. go ahead go ahead go ahead i don't know how it starts america america and this is you that's for, that's for you john <laughs> so um so like i said we're gonna we're gonna go red, and, and blue. we're gonna talk about that but yeah. uh we went red, into every that's all the funny things America. you do. Yeah, yeah all, all the, the funny things, things you do. Yep. America, America, and this is you. The second one's also for John. Wow, <laughs> that was strong. It's, but, it's an earworm uh, in our heads right now. I think we should stop this podcast shit and just do an album. Fucking boy band, bro. Fuck. <laughs> Duh. What are we thinking? Fucking A, man. You guys. Yeah, Chuck will use, be the manager. Use guys. Yeah. We're the three, dude, up men, front. Men to boys. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> men to boys. That doesn't sound good. It sounds like a pedo group. <laughs> men to boys? Yeah. That's the most terrible name ever. Inspired by men John to, Bernardo. Men to boys. <laughs> men to boys. But we, what do we talk about, Jens? We were talking about everything from our porn names. To oh, yeah, um, we went over that real quick. Yeah. We're real quick, and then we went over his uh, book that he does uh, that he has out and cancel culture. Cancel culture, of course. Um, yeah, we know. all agree we don't like it, right? No, nobody does, dude. Except for I'm sure, a lot of people do. <laughs> except for those be, people, because right? no, even the Karen's. people, even the people canceling when they get canceled, they're like, "What is this for?" So yeah, no one likes it. Before, though, yeah, so. even the cancelers don't like it when mm-hmm. they get it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're right. Well, you look- hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we agree that maybe there is sometimes when someone is just a straight up asshole, they deserve to be canceled? No, okay. I, okay, here's my argument with that. If they're an asshole, and time will tell. whether they, But, but to, to physically say, I'm going to cancel you, we're not seeing if they're such a big asshole, if their groups won't stand the test of time. Because, I mean, look at Rush Limbaugh. A lot of people think he's a scumbag or a douchebag for things he said. But look at how long he lasted, right? He died doing radio. So what I'm trying to get at is, let's say Ellen was a big piece of shit. <coughs> how long would Ellen have lasted if people had came out and tried to cancel her and rat her out and make her look bad? Ellen was in the case of shit. Popped off. Okay, so she was. But was she? Really? I don't know. Enough stories. I mean, she looks like it. She seems cool. Enough dude. stories she come out to where shit. people say she, she is, you know, but she's You're, you watch Ellen? Uh, my parents' house, yeah. My mom watches it. <laughs> 
funny. <laughs> his, his screen cuts out. Just yeah, just slowly we just cut him out of frame. <laughs> you guys don't like lesbians? You guys are horrible. I guess. Ooh, not the ones that look like dudes. Not the, fucking, like the cool ones. Not the ones that look like John Goodman and Which Helen. Which lesbians do you like? <laughs> lesbians don't sleep with guys. Bisexual women sleep with men. Lesbians don't like men at all. I'll tell you this. Most. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's this a pretty the, one. This one's going to get us canceled. Yeah, but the pretty <laughs> one's still like. She's still Lipstick not gonna fuck lesbian. You either. Lipstick yeah, she's lesbian. She's still not going to fuck you either. Bro, it's, it's in their DNA. There's gay men who still sleep with women and they go, well, you know. It's because they want to have a family and like be established and shit and have like a household and their name to live on. So as there's, there's got to be it's some different. part of them that's that's not gay, right? Where they, they got to look at a hot chick. This is my argument. I don't know if I get canceled and the gays and the lesbians come for me. Yeah. <laughs> they rip me apart like that movie. Movie perfume, Joe. You look, oh, nice. Joe, You look like you play the saxophone dude. <laughs> poorly, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> you play it drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah you're... give me a quarter, bitch. <laughs> two a.m. Two a.m. in the morning. Two a.m. in the morning. My neighbors. Hey, stop doing that shit. Fuck you. My wife left me. You look like a reject blue. I had to wash my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and oh, also that Muppet, the Muppet that had the beard, the one that had the glasses. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, man. That's great. I remember that guy. That's it. That's it. But um, yeah, guys, uh, this is a good interview. And I um, also want to plug our uh, YouTube page. Go to fucking YouTube.com. Right? You see fucking it below. YouTube. Fucking YouTube. Fucking YouTube.com. We own the domain. Fucking YouTube.com goes right to the Booze and Dudes page. So subscribe to us um, because, you know, all this production uh, stuff is not cheap. It's not cheap. Log on. So, uh, log free. on. It's not free. But um, <laughs> anything else, gents, before we start this interview? I just can't wait to find out all the cool stuff about Wheel of Fortune. I can't <laughs> wait to ask him all the questions hey, I winner. have yeah. about Wheel of Fortune. Hey, is there any update on if... If the little bitch is going to take the boxing challenge or not. Whoa. Oh, that's a different show. But right. anyways, John, uh, let's go into the interview. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so he is it. a humorist with a new fiction novel about cancel culture. Uh, you know, he's a, a general smartass, according to his uh, bio. And uh, he actually made a documentary about a $2 bill. And not to mention... He's a Wheel of Fortune champion. That's what everyone talks about. That's what you know, that's what sure, popped yeah. out at me. You give it up for John Minardo, uh, yeah, everybody. That's pretty awesome. Give it up for him, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Yeah, I've been on a bunch of podcasts and nobody wants to talk about any of my creative pursuits. All they want to talk about is Wheel of Fortune. So if you guys want to start there, I'm game. Fuck Wheel of Fortune, man. How hot is Vanna? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna talk about if you thought the wheel was, uh, it was actually 20 years ago. Oh my god! Twenty years good. ago it was on. It's hard to believe, but still looked good back then, even though she was getting older. Looked good to me. Yep. Jeez. And I got to stand within like you know three inches of her because I won the show. And then at the end, when they roll the credits, they have to make you stand there and chat with Pat and Vanna. So I'm standing there chit chatting with them, and Pat's over here and Vanna's over here, and I'm like, well, I'm foot away from Vanna. It's as close as I'm ever going to get. Nice. <laughs> That's it. So John, you 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 mentioned you were a screenwriter. And obviously, you've done that documentary. So yeah. you, you did that book, and we, we read a little bit of the book, and it had to do with cancel culture. So does, does I mean, does everyone obviously here, they know about cancel culture. But go ahead and talk a little bit about cancel culture today. Just, you know, what, what comes to mind when you think of cancel well, culture? Cancel culture, yeah, what comes to mind is it's a big joke, and that's why it's worth satirizing. Um, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you or your audience what's going on in this country uh, if you send out a tweet, if you talk about, mention the word Nazi, or if you took a picture of yourself 20 years ago that maybe you were dressed in a Halloween costume that doesn't fly today, 
you're canceled, you're done. And it's just funny to me. I mean, it's not that some people don't deserve some scrutiny. They, there are poor choices being made uh, every day by people. Uh, the more, the higher level of celebrity you are, the more you're going to get axed. But it's just kind of silly that we have this culture where everybody's so offended by anything. And no matter what you do, you're going to be offending somebody, right? And you guys don't seem like the kind of guys that are going to get offended much. You seem like you would be the ones doing the offending. And I like that. You just have fun. You wing it. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Someone's going to get offended by what you say. <laughs> No, no, right, you guys probably have said office. a few things that I will run for office. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'll run for office just so they can uh, again? Yeah, so oh, yeah, again. That's right. Well, like for example, like you see I Ellen might want to be canceled. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres was uh, obviously a victim of cancel culture. Um, and we, well, you know, like I said, obviously people were saying really? that she was toxic on the set. Now, is that something that now give me an example of something that's justified and not justified in cancel culture? Is that something that's justified to you? Well, not not as bad as some of the others. Let's put it the way you have what, Gina Carano who got canceled. Oh, off the man, lady. She made some right. comment. Yeah. Is anybody and about how America's running like the Nazis? Okay, so that's not really appropriate, but you know, well, you no, can say whatever you want on this show. Did, didn't she say something about you know, take um, her off of a television show for that? Didn't yeah, she say so, something about the transgender community? Does anybody know what she actually said? I'm just curious. Exactly. No one knew what she said, so I, I react to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the joke. I forgot like, what you said. If you don't I'm gonna even, fire you yeah, for it. Yeah, that's, exactly. I promise, Gina. You know what you did wrong, Gina. <laughs> you you may be hot and you may bring a lot mm. to the table, but. You gotta shut your mouth. What you gotta do? Like, we talk about chauvinistic. That's Disney as a whole. You gotta keep your mouth shut, woman. But you know what I mean? Like, talk. They're supposed to be the you know going to bat for people, the libs, right? But instead, here they are actually telling people keep your mouth shut. You actually don't have freedom of speech. That's what's going on here. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, and when people violate that, everybody likes to pile on. That's kind of where I come from. Is that um, oh, this is offensive. I'm offended too. And they just join the club. And, and that's what I kind of satirize to a degree is where this guy does this thing where he has an innocent typo in a tweet yeah. and it turns it from something normal into something highly uh, critical of the LGBTQ community and offensive <laughs> and everybody piles on. Even when the guy apologizes and explains what happened, nobody wants to hear yeah, that because the first mentality yeah. is attack, attack, attack. Yeah. And it goes from there. You know, and then everything yeah. he's ever done in his life gets brought back to life. And things he said 20 years ago are now offensive and you know costumes he wore in college to a halloween party are now offensive and basically by the end of the book he's offended every race and ethnicity on the planet and he hasn't done a thing wrong that's yeah. that's the point of view yeah. of the book now that's how it. far I mean, you got when you read it but yeah <laughs> yeah the whole thing about the you know fag as opposed to flag <laughs> which i thought was right like, okay was, yeah you read that yeah i'm over there like nah well, me, me and uh, me and uh, Big Bucks here had a group. Well, we, we didn't we didn't go all the way through with it because, you know, we're from San Bernardino. <laughs> like, he, he's already embarrassed. Back in the day, we started this little wrestling group. It was called Fag. We didn't go through it because it was fighting against gangs. But, but, yeah, because but we knew Christian what was going to happen group. to us in San Bernardino if we came out with that group. You know, it's like I, I got I got one for you. Yeah. Uh, my buddy RJ, he had a T-shirt that said golden all year gay uh, oh clover but rj is not gay i mean rj is gay that's yeah. what takes away from it yeah, but nobody knew he was gay i mean like we know uh, his like face the, said the it. fans didn't know the fans his didn't know face he sucked said dick. it <laughs> but that's, that's, RJ. that's the thing john don't you think that like some celebrities that we like like we like gino carano okay we don't like ellen you know ellen so when ellen got canceled or accused of i was like on board i was like yeah you know fuck her 
Wait, you know? I don't, I don't even, like, I didn't even know about this until, like, right now, really hearing it. So, what? Ellen's toxic because, what, she's the man in a relationship? No, she, like, <laughs> yells and beats people, I guess. It's no. her show. She wants to make sure it looks good. So, uh, it was her show. She was toxic to every guest that was on, that wasn't high profile. So why do people keep all coming the people, back? All the people working <laughs> on the set were, like, cussed out or treated like shit. Yeah, that's what I heard. Dude, I they got paid so well, though. 11 yeah, years to open shit. their mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all like, yeah, you were like cool the, when the money was coming in, but now all of a sudden that the show's off, you can yeah, give a shit. Exactly. Fuck those people. It's like dude. 20 years worth of guests. I think you hinted at something big there. To, you're, a preconceived attitude that you may have towards somebody definitely factors in. So if you don't like somebody, then something that they say is going to be upsetting to you. If you, I mean, you guys sitting there, you all know each other. If one of you says something off color, you're going to laugh. But yeah. if Ellen says something, if Ellen says the exact same thing, you guys might want to cancel her and be pissed at her because she's not in your group. So that plays into it as well. Who do you know and who do you like and what have yeah. they done? Well, now with social media, everybody has an opinion about everything. It seems like there's just like we're supposed to give a shit about everybody's feelings all the time. I, I have a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so is there possibly like a time limit to when cancel culture can start and begin? Because of course there's like, there was the, the Canadian prime minister, that picture of him where he did blackface in college. Brown. Now, whatever. Yeah. And of course, now we found out like 30 years later. That. Now, like, what if somebody did something stupid? Like, when is there, when is it okay to be like this? And when is it okay not to be like this? Is there a time limit? I mean, I'm pretty sure you're still well, fucked. My answer would be there is no time limit. And that's what makes part of the book funny to me is because everything he's done, like something he did at 11 years old comes up and it's offensive. And then costumes he wore at age 20 are offensive and things he did in his mid twenties are offensive. So you can dig up anything. I mean, there's nobody here that's been a pristine angel all their life. I mean, I'm sure we could dig up, you know, especially with this motley bunch I'm looking at right here. I mean, you guys tell me there's nothing we can't pull up in your background that wants to see rape charges, right? <laughs> hey, a legend. <laughs> we all just keep yeah, looking so down the charges. <laughs> charges. I say it went through. What are you yeah. looking at? Yeah. That's why he has his glasses on. Hey, Adam, you know what? That's crazy. <laughs> There's even someone in this group who is accused of being like, they're going to blow up the, we won't say who in this group was a terrorist, but um, take a look at the beards. I'm just going to say. Yeah, I got a. Uh, well, those those uh, beards my, don't My lie. education got canceled because of Columbine. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I love that you're so serious. So I'm just going to try to stir the pot here. That's right. So, John, <laughs> what, what inspired you to write a book like this? Uh, I think just a little bit of intolerance toward how. Uh oh. Oh, man, it was a divine. The backbone we are as a, have as a culture. I mean, everybody's so offended by everything. It, part of it. And I mean, I'm a humorist. I look for things to make fun of. And this one just kind of came to me naturally like I, I watch what happens in the news and i just think it's it's ridiculous um you know the, the, my reaction to somebody when they do something wrong is i just don't watch them I, and i have better things to worry about than who's saying what i mean the guy on the bachelor the host of the bachelor self-canceled himself because of something he said he canceled himself before the uh, abc did but i don't give a <laughs> shit because i don't watch the show <laughs> so just, I don't yeah didn't change anything in your life at all no I'm not losing any sleep over that and then none of these people who've been canceled have I ever lost any sleep over and if someone sends out a tweet that's offensive um if I'm following them and I'm really upset guess what I'll do unfollow them <laughs> and that's the end of it yeah, so simple um but yeah so the answer to your question is I just it's good oh no, you go ahead you're the, you're the guest I'm just saying I don't the, the idea for the book just comes in my 
thought that this is a ridiculous practice and that people are too, you know, too easily offended. I almost called the book easily offended. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the working title. Um, But that's just my way to say, you know what, here's my take on this. And I hope you all laugh as you read it. I'm gonna make it as funny as I can. And it's, it's, it's putting out my attitude. That's where I got the idea from. It's something I wanted to sat- satirize. Yeah. I got another question. Um, do you know who Mark Bernardin is? This, that's not the question, but do you know who that is? Uh, no, should I? Uh, he's a, he, he's a TV <laughs> writer no, and comic book writer. Anyway, he, uh, when Gina career, how do you pronounce Corona. it? Corona got, uh, canceled he had a theory and i want to give you this theory and i'm going to tell me i want you to tell me what you think so she says some very um you know unkind things about the transgender community and is fired by disney now the theory is that even though all the liberals and all the 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 softies got you know went up on twitter and had a big uh, argument about this technically the person that uh, the the company that fired her is run by old rich conservatives so is they're it? just still looking out for the bo- uh, the bottom dollar now what do you think about that theory you know they might have had a, a a thought that they wanted to get rid of her for whatever reason and then use this as an excuse i don't know if that's what you're getting at but i don't get into the politics of it i don't go left right on these issues i mean I don't think it matters whether you're on, on either side of the fence. I think everybody gets pissed off over things that they want to get pissed off over if they like people or don't like people. If there's a hidden agenda, I mean, it's a great point. There might be a hidden agenda, but I don't look at it that way. I just look at it as, you know, again, don't worry about it. <laughs> it doesn't affect yeah, you. That's how it should in the be. Case of, in the case of Gina, whatever her name is, Carino, Carino, Caraft, um, yeah, maybe there was a hidden agenda. Maybe someone pounced on the opportunity. Maybe someone fed her uh, an opinion and she, you know she ended up tweeting it out there and getting in trouble and somebody in the behind the scenes was like yes we we did it we got her to Last, we got her off the show yeah. i would throw, i don't know though it's hard to say i would throw all three of you guys down a flight of stairs for her that's I, it i hey, would volunteer for let, it let me ask you something too john so that's obviously so we we see this happen left or right and and we and in that case of gina we kind of cringed it's like damn we, you know what did she do so wrong what is what is the redeemable qualities? Is there like a time frame a time frame when somebody could be redeemed of such things like that, or saying something stupid, or doing blackface ten years ago, or is you know it, it, cool. it just depends? <laughs> I guess maybe on the in my opinion, it just depends on you know what was said at the time. Yeah, yeah, you, I didn't realize we were going to get so deep, but I I think I have an answer. <laughs> um, you know, Louis C.K. is back doing comedy. Remember, Louis C.K. was um, yeah. grabbing, he was pulling a Trump on some women that he worked with and uh, saying some things. <laughs> and, oh, he was doing something worse than that. That dude was definitely- Yeah, right. And, okay, and he was hey, he wiped out. And now from what yeah. I read, he's back doing comedy. He's got people paying to go see him. I mean, he's not like in the limelight again, but- um, and I don't know. I think the key is you disappear for a while and you creep back up slowly and you see the <laughs> like level creeps, of acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You just, and then slowly you find your way back. And I mean, look, these people have to make a living um, somehow. So you know, <laughs> that, that, that's Louis the next meme I'm going to make. Remember, Louis he can go bag groceries. Remember, he can dance when Ted Danson did blackface and he, he paired her name. He came, whoopee. Yeah. He came back from that like almost immediately. Yeah, he was they were married, dude. And Jimmy Kimmel, uh, yeah, he did uh, it Jimmy Kimmel did Carl Malone for years, and yeah. then he self-canceled and well, temporarily Fallon, took himself off the people. air during COVID. Yeah, yeah. but again, you know, I mean, it, you, he's they're allowed to 
um, act like white people, you know, if they <laughs> want to mock somebody or do an impression, mm -hmm. as soon as you do an impression on someone of color, then all of a sudden it becomes offensive. I, I, yeah. I don't really know where the line is there. Why can't somebody uh, do an impression of a white guy and not do an impression of a, of a black person? I don't really. You follow Saturday Night no, but uh, I don't watch it regularly. I'll watch nobody, clips on yeah. YouTube. There was an old, a, an old skit with Eddie Murphy where he actually went out to the world in whiteface. <laughs> yeah, he goes. And if you watch his old Gumby and bits, yeah. <laughs> his Gumby bits were extremely racist toward yeah. whites. And then he yep. came back like a year ago and did Saturday Night Live again and did the same shtick where he was, uh, you know, making fun of whites and nobody got upset. And I remember watching it going, how is this flying? It's, kind of, it's, kind, of, it's it. kind of like cucky, you know, in a way where white people are like, yeah, it's okay. I don't, you can make fun of me. I don't mind make fun of me and my whole race, my whole culture. And black people are just like, yeah, but if you make fun of me, I'm going to, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's that's like, a line and yeah, shit. it's like, you know, let's calm down with that bullshit. You know, I agree. And if, I don't know how, if you got this far in my book, I had to be real careful the way I handled blacks. Cause uh, at some point the main character upsets black people but the only reason he does he actually never does and yeah. the black community the line i use in the book is they felt like they were being discriminated against for not being discriminated against yeah so he never he does anything out. that upsets black and <laughs> yeah. so they start feeling like well we haven't been on on the brunt end of this yet so they make up stuff they, they take something and twist it completely and that's why black people end up getting offended and it I, you know it was a little dangerous when i wrote it because i hope nobody takes this the wrong way but my opinion was that sometimes um, blacks do that, where they, it's almost reverse discrimination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want to get canceled coming up on this show. Right. But you're being nice, John. I, I I follow you. I mean, that's a thing. You know, you 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 writing this book probably in mind had like hey, I had to mind my p's and q's because what if I get a bad Amazon that's saying, hey, listen, this guy's super racist in his book. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my attitude is anybody who thinks my book is offensive is making my point for me. Because if yeah. you're offended by this, then you are you are what I'm satirizing. Yeah. And so far, I've had no no complaints on that front at all. Good. Um, the reviews are mostly good on Amazon, and there's one or two two stars or three stars, and nobody's written anything. They just leave it two stars and they duck away. So if they yeah. don't like it. They're not explaining why. They're just punching in two stars and going somewhere. Probably because else, the but... word use, they don't, they, they can't like outword you. So they're, they don't dare leave a comment. They don't want to look stupid. So they're going to be yeah. like, oh, I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. Fuck you. And they leave. Or they put the comment where it looks like a Twitter feed. Yeah. You, the letter you yeah. can't. And like, uh... <laughs> well, I've always said humor is subjective. And not everybody's going to get the humor. If you don't have the same style of humor as I do, or you don't like that, then you won't like the book. And that's fine. I get it. Uh, the book might not be for everybody, but for those who like silly, absurd, you know, satirical humor, uh, well, smart satirical humor, yeah. even though it's played off as silly and absurd, uh, that's what I write. And um, I kind of had to get over the hump of stop worrying about what the audience thinks and just write what makes you laugh. And this book makes me laugh. So yeah, that's what I was I saying, like, did you see it as like a way of venting? And was there like parts that you wanted to put in the book that you just didn't? You're like, ah, nah, it's kind of pushing it. Not really. And you know what? I don't know how far you guys got, but there's a lot of um, some of the stories of, of this guy as a kid are true yeah. stories about me. Yeah, I like remember what, chapter four or something. The staple in the electric socket. Um, yeah. I actually did that. In seventh <laughs> That's <grade>. horrible, <laughs> dude. Like, I can't really, like, I remember reading that. I'm like, this kid's oh, I mean, the funny. story. <laughs> I don't know how I did it either, but I'm sitting like this. 
if you, you know, those of you that are watching the video, I got my, you know, my cheeks on my hand and I, this hand, I'm just sitting at my desk and I've got a pile of staples and there's an outlet right in front of me because it's a science <laughs> lab. And I, I don't know, I wasn't thinking I was bored. I took the staple and stuck it right in there and just stuck it all the way in and the whole thing sparked up and <laughs> my thumb was sizzling and I, I'm, it was humiliating, I guess, at the time I was just like, oh, wow, look at that. You know, yeah, call the nurse that mom had to come get me. And she's like, what did you do? I'm like, well, I stuck a staple in socket. <laughs> so, you know, putting that in the book to make the guy look like an idiot. I'm like, well, that was an easy one to write because I just pulled from my own experiences. Yeah. So I don't think that's answering your question. But um, the, the fun of writing it was, you know, reliving some stuff. And, and, you know, your writers pull from everywhere. I'm pulling the grandmother in the book is based on my actual grandmother. We actually found odd things in salads that she made and so I put that in the book you know she actually had a, a wound on her thumb once and she uh would pick at it all the time she'd pick at it and, get, and my dad finally said to her you know you got to stop doing that you're going to be back in the hospital every time so he cut the thumb off a rubber glove and, and she would just wear it all the time around the house and then it showed up in a salad Jeez. Hey, it's uh, never gonna heal if you don't stop let me eating. ask you a question john so funny. if you were to obviously the main character in this is mo Riverlake. um if you were to make this into a movie who would you name, cast right? yeah who would you cast as mo no wait before i answer that question your poor name is your middle name and the street you grew up on oh, so, wow. you know, fuck. so if you guys want to share your porn names mine would be a uh, moro devoe <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds pretty Mag much Joseph like a Magnolia. I, I remember mine I remember Perfect. being uh, the street you grew up on and uh, the car you had. And mine was Malibu Marshall. <laughs> That's mine a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I had the dime I had blonde though. Elliot, I grew up on Elliot, so it would be Earl Elliot. <laughs> That's the worst porn name I'm not going to watch that porn. It's yeah. Earl Elliot in there. Yeah. Old guy porn. Older for youngers. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. He's all this girl's 18. I'm double her age. That's how old I am. Earl <laughs> Elliot, it's only cuck porn. Not at all that old. No, that's definitely cuck porn. Earl Elliot stars in just, it's just cuck me porn. in the corner that my bottom no, girl. It's you walking someone else has walking sex. Walking in on your wife after you got done doing the yard or some shit. You're all tired. You're like, well, I'm just gonna take a shower. It's like Earl, what this is point? why I wanted to come on this podcast yeah, because exactly I can't it. digress on other podcasts. I couldn't do that. So I would have to just answer the question with a smile. But here I can go off and talk. Oh, yeah. Talking about your oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a question. Uh -oh, he's, another he's one. Yeah. Yeah, what was the other question? I forgot the other uh, So yeah, Mo is your main character in the uh, in oh, the right. in the book. Uh, who would you cast to play Mo? Oh, shit. Uh, I've never given it a whole lot of thought, and I don't know. I, I almost would think it, this is the kind of situation, kind of like when Christopher Reeve got the part to play Superman, where they didn't want to hire a known actor; they wanted the uh, audience to identify with somebody brand new and i almost would think that i would just I start casting and find somebody find some goofy person who becomes him and is him instead of saying oh that's not that bill murray would be good for it but oh that's bill murray playing mo river lake or that's right. bill Hader playing mo river lake i yeah. think it would just you know find the right guy and cast him so i don't i don't know that's a good question i don't think i have an answer for you get hayden christensen post star wars <laughs> I don't know who that is. In fact, I'm thinking of doing, um, <laughs> there's an audio book. I want to do an audio book version and it's written in the first person, as you know. Um, so it can't be a narrator reading it. It has to be someone who essentially takes the voice. Of That's what I was going to say, Amar. Are you going to be able to read it? 
or you're gonna try to get i can't no i wouldn't be able to do it but i'd have to cast for it and find the right guy and i think you know listen to me maybe listen to 100 different people and i'll know the right person but um again i I have no idea who to cast and i'd have to hear voices before i knew you know i i would i know i would know when i heard it uh we'll get there i'm not there yet well i know who should do the narration buffalo bill (laughs) <laughs> what earl what's his name earl, uh, earl? Offended. <laughs> put the roach in the basket <laughs> actually it wouldn't come off racist then <laughs> buffalo bill fuck everything up oh and we're sure great can, can i get you in this brand new car no you can't get away from me fucking he can't do anything but be buffalo bill yeah all right so i got a question um oh wait now this is all about you Good know. To see you contribute. Yeah, I try. I, I try. Him, I just love him raising his hand. That's why I'm on the desk. Hey, come on. Um, yeah, to cover the good. The so has has anything ever offended you? Like, have you ever like sort of done something and you like were genuinely offended? Besides carrot top. Yeah, yeah besides- that's a great. <laughs> oh, yeah, some movies. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm the kind of person that gets. Um, offended. That's a great question, and I never really thought about that one either. But um, I don't think. I can't, nothing jumps out at me. Um, I mean, I'm Italian. Um, I've got friends that have made fun of Italians, but I make fun of them. In fact, one of my best friends from college is a Jewish guy. And, um, you know, we're great friends, but our thing, which I guess is in the book as well, but our thing is to always tease each other based on, based on our nationality. I mean, I always make Jew jokes at his expense and he always makes Italian jokes at my expense. Yeah, I don't mean any of it. He doesn't mean any of it. You know, sometimes, right, you guys don't know. Not. Sometimes I insult myself. I beat him to the punch. Sometimes he beats me to the punch and says something offensive about Jewish people that before I get there, he's doing it to himself and we laugh. Yeah. It's no big deal. You know, in the book, his, his three best friends do that. So I don't know that anybody's ever said anything to me where I'm like, like I have that much pride that you're offending me. Like I'm not so Italian that if you call me a, a Julian or something, I'm going to yeah. be like, God damn you. You're all like, I, I, I say the answer. <laughs> Leave the book. The answer is no. Yeah, I'm all. As soon as I heard you say you're an Italian guy and you grew up, I'm like, yeah, he had cousins. <laughs> he cried once and, and I, when he grew up. <laughs> do you own? I, I don't think so. Do you own a copy of The Godfather? Oh yeah, I've got it on DVD special he's edition. All, he's on okay, DVD, okay. VHS, yeah. fucking John has signed. Yeah, I'm like for the other Italians listening. Copy. The other Italians were waiting for that for that answer. They're like, he better fucking say yes. <laughs> I'm not like your prototypical, uh, you know, New York Italian. I don't talk like an Italian, you know. Hey, too bad. I, I love it. I love pretending to talk like that. You know how to write. Actually, can you talk like that for the rest of the interview? <laughs> I'll try. You know, I, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. I just got to put the side of my mouth over here and keep only this half of my mouth open. Hey, and then maybe Manny. I can get the voice out. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, forget about have like it. A half, it's like half a heart attack at all yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the whole right side of my body is limp. Hey, yeah. you know, hey. Yeah. The dice play. Oh, my Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Out. Yeah, like Stallone. Hey, wasn't he canceled too? That's another one canceled Stallone. For what, dude? He's what did he cancel? Well, he should be now. I don't know if you guys are did he punch Trumpers somebody? or not, but he just gave a whole bunch of money to uh, Mar-a-Lago, which is... Uh, he did? You know, which upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he donated 200 grand to become a member at Trump's Palm Beach estate here called you know, Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> See, Mar-a-Lago. If you have money like that, if you have money like that, man. So, John, tell us a little bit about your documentary you made about a $2 bill. Who makes a documentary about a $2 bill? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. 
Okay, it wasn't just one $2 bill. It was all $2 bills for one thing. But um, I have, and I'm not going to pull them out, but I have in my desk drawer um, a collection of them since childhood. I don't know if you guys ever got a $2 bill when you were younger and you stash it in a drawer because you think it's valuable. And I did the same thing and I ended up with about a dozen of them. And um, I had done a couple of short documentaries and was looking for another project. I like to start big projects like books and, and movies, things that take a while and you know, you can be proud of when you're done. Yeah. And I said, I got to do something with these $2 bills. I said, I can't go out and spend them. I won't have them anymore. Um, I could film myself spending them, get a reaction. I, I had to do a little mini documentary on them. It's just the idea hit me. I thought it'd be a stupid little 20 minute thing where I gave a little bit of history and spent some at 7-Eleven with a, with a camera on. <laughs> and I started researching it and there's a whole lot of material. Um, did a Kickstarter and raised a lot of money because sure. people found out people love these things and people cherish them. And anyway, long story short, it, it just evolved into this incredible, um, fascinating bill that people have so many misconceptions about. And there's some touching stories in the film. A woman lost her husband in 9-11 and they positively identified him by the $2 bill they found in his wallet, um, which gave the wife closure. So people like cry when they see that in the movie. And then there's funny stuff and superstitions. And I ended up with so much material, I could barely fit it into a hundred minutes. And uh, I'm going to tell you, the thing just took off and I've, I've, you know, I'm trying to build my personal brand, like as a humor writer, but I'm more known for, you know, $2 bills and all this surplus content I put, I have a, a YouTube channel, this will make you laugh. I have a YouTube channel exclusively on the $2 bill <laughs> and it's got 21,000 subscribers and I've got over 10 million views because I put content up uh, once or twice a month and people watch it and it's educational and sometimes it's quirky and the $2 bill documentary. Look it up. TWO. If you yeah. search just dollar sign two bill, two dollar bill, you'll half my videos will show up. And uh, I usually uh, on camera host those, um, or I narrate them. And there's all these amazing topics. Um, you know, different years and different superstitions. And uh, you know, we threw some on the street and saw who picked it up and how people reacted. And uh, good luck. I mean, it's just a zillion. Uh, the movie yeah, is on you. Our neighborhood, you would have got some fights. It would have been great. The, the back of the $2 bill always reminded me of a food stamp. <laughs> really? Well, it's in the movie that it's so attractive. Uh, they made it so pretty that people thought it was a collector's item. That's one yeah. of the, without getting too serious here. People thought it was a novelty when it came out because it looked so beautiful. The back this design was terrific so people thought it was a collector's item because it came out for the bicentennial and they said i'm going to save this it'll be worth something someday and then you never see it in circulation and because you don't see it in circulation you think it's rare it's yeah. not rare it's just that you don't see them because nobody puts them in circulation so it's kind of a self-perpetuating cycle where people think they're rare because they don't see them and because they think it's rare they don't spend them and because they don't spend them you don't see them and then people think they're rare so yeah. it's that's the lure of the two dollar bill but i get them all the time out of the bank and i spend them and um People have, get great reactions. People remember me. You know, they say, "Oh, you're the two dollar bill guy," or you know, yeah, "I got two on tip with them." Yeah. yeah so anyway, that's the long story. Two on it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give them a tip. Two dollar bill. Then it's kind of like in the grand scheme of things, the two dollar bill was pretty fucking useless. Yeah. You talking about? It's better than the one dollar bill twice. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. If you if you carry a bunch, you know, you have to spend like nine dollars on something. You you know, five and two twos, or um, you know, something you buy for nineteen ninety nine. Buy something for nineteen ninety nine, right? And the tax will be twenty one eighty or something. You just give a twenty and a two, and you're you're all set. It's easy. Yeah. Um, you walk out of Walmart anyway. like a fucking king. Nah, the, John, 
what what other what other uh what other films have you worked on or documentaries is is those the only things that, i mean two dollar bills obviously in well the- i made no i didn't really work on too many i did two shorts um just from i have my own video production company here in florida that's how i pay the bills i go out and i do oh, in florida nice. and whatnot so what i did was when i had an idea you know i have all the gear and i have all the editing shooting know-how i just went out and shot two little shorts one of them was about size spurling remember the guy the hair club for men who said i'm not just a oh hair yeah, club, yeah. Uh, president, also a client uh, I got through a PR firm. I got hired to do a little mini documentary on him. Uh, then I just did this $2 bill on my own, raised the money and, and did it. But I'll tell you where I used to work, which you guys might find interesting. When I lived in California, I worked for America's Funniest Home Videos back in the Bob Saget days. Oh, okay. oh, my job was to, I didn't hang out with him, but I had a few experiences with him that are interesting. But I did, I worked in the screening room. So my job literally, nice. I mean, I would show oh, up watch and get three boxes of um, VHS tapes, pop one in view it score it and uh, move it on and if it had a good enough score it went to the producer so and we had four cut-ups me and three other people in there had a great time watching videos sometimes it would get boring because it's a lot of crap then you find that gem and then of course we had our uh from the show is watching but we had our own little second vhs there and if we record that shit hell yeah I got something really wanting would like quickly make a a dub yeah (laughs) what's the the best one that didn't make it a tv john what was the best video that didn't make it a TV? Okay, well, you want dirty or not dirty? Both. Uh, it was both. <laughs> both. <laughs> because the dirty, the dirty ones um, were funny, A, because they were funny, but B, because people actually sent it in. Like, you would be laughing at why somebody would stop and mail this <laughs> to a company knowing <laughs> there's no chance of it getting on TV. Yeah. But I'll tell you about the, um, I'll tell you about the, what we call the Canadian butt smoker. And I'll tell you that oh. because we gave, we gave a copy to, Bob, and again, I hope nobody's listening. Yeah, I want to say he talked about it on one of the specials or something. So Bob Saget would come in once in a while and he would poke his head back in the screening room and say, hey, you guys got anything, you know, funny? And and we were told not never to give him anything because they told Bob to stay out of there. He knew that stuff was coming in. He was always asking us to slip him something. So um, (laughs) funniest video he had ever seen, which he talks about on talk shows, was the monkey that stuck his finger in his butt and smelled it and then fell off the tree. I don't know if you've ever seen that video. So yeah. He loves that video, but uh, I replaced it with another one. There was a, a, a guy from Canada, and what he did, he was a big, big, heavy set guy, and he, <laughs> I'm going to paint the picture here for you. So he bends over, and on his ass, someone had painted two eyes and a nose and, and lips. So his big, giant ass was a face, and he put a lit cigarette in between the crack of his ass and he had a tube that he was blowing through it so he he bent over and all you see is an ass they put a sombrero on it it looked like a hat (laughs) and they put a sheet just below his crack so it looked like he had a dress on so it's this big face with a sombrero and a thing and a cigarette in his mouth and he's blowing smoke through the through a tube so it looks like he's puffing on the cigarette Okay, so imagine putting a tape in. The first thing you see is a face-painted ass smoking a cigarette, and we're all cracking up. But what happens is, and your visual won't be there for the people listening, but you can see what I'm doing here. This is the crack of his, I got my two fingers of the crack of his butt and the cigarette sticking through it. And slowly it starts losing its grip and falling down. Gravity is taking the tip of the cigarette toward the ground, and it reaches a point where it gets right to his, uh, you know, his hole and... 
gets sucked into it and all of a sudden oh. he leaps up screaming oh. because he's burning his his, his, his tail. <laughs> so he gets up and all of a sudden he's like ah! he's big belly hanging over thing and he's screaming and it cuts off yeah that he's still sending and it, it was the west <laughs> so after a while we knew the show the bob saget days of the show were running out and, and we were probably not all coming back because the show went on a hiatus for a while before they brought back uh, john fugel saying and daisy fuentes I saw Bob at a rap party and I said, Bob, I got a, I got a present for you. And I handed it to him. And um, I don't even think he knew what it was. I think we had told him about it and he was so grateful. <laughs> he was so oh, grateful. Yeah. I made that guy's year. <laughs> I uh, hope that there was like a beef between Bob Saget and Dave Coulier because there was America's Funniest Home Videos and then America's Funniest People. And they're on right after, right after each other. Same fucking show. The exact same, same company. Fucking... Why same would they company have two did. shows? They found a way to read. Because they made so much money on uh, that. Why with your genius? <laughs> Why? Yeah, I'm offended by that. Because people like funny. Uh, <laughs> I would have had a show that said uh, that, that would have been America's X-rated, and just all the rejects that you got from there would have been on HBO. I mean, that would have been perfect show, right? Yeah. They had a tape. They actually, um, the company yeah. was Vindabona Productions, and they put out a, a tape of all the X-rated uh, clips. Um, I think he had to buy it like through the mail or something. I don't remember. It was back That's before crazy. you could watch it on the internet, but he sold a X-rated home video version. I don't know how well it did. I, I never got my copy, but I had seen all the videos anyway, because they came yeah. through our office. Sounds like back in the um, Jerry Springer days, back when you used to sell those. I'm going to get a hold of that. I have to know. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Someone sent in, I'll give you one other quick anecdote. Someone sent in a video. They were sitting in a restaurant on Hollywood Boulevard and the window they were sitting at could see down the street, could see the, you know, the sidewalk with all the stars on it, but they were mostly looking at a parking lot. So who pulls in to the parking lot um, and gets out of the car? Bob Saget. And this is, you know, the person doesn't know they're going to send us to home videos eventually, but they start filming and a celebrity, Bob Saget, gets out of the car and he puts his keys in his pocket or valet, whatever. And he, and he actually it was valet, so he didn't put the keys in his pocket, but he walks down the street. And the valet guy, you see the camera cuts and the valet guy comes out and he's chasing him down the street and he flags him down and brings him back. And Bob's like, what, what, what? Like, what I forget? And what do you think he left in his car? I won't tell you. What do you think he left in his car? I'll give you guys, you got three of you there. Take a guess what he left in his car. Weed. They had to call him back to get. His Make wallet? Out. You guys have no idea, right? His Kill son. <laughs> oh, shit. Bob. Wow, Bob, you're so, fucked. <laughs> he's on damn almost got away <laughs> so we get this video and he's so he was actually so just like he's strolling down the street like he, yeah. you know like no care in the world and then the valet chases him down and the camera cuts and he's got his kid he's holding him like oh everything's okay i'm like oh my god he left his kid in the car. full house he forgot one of the old <laughs> yeah. there's two of them remember now good fuck them <laughs> whoa and bob if you're uh listening to this show um you should be thankful that none of us ever turned it into like inside edition or anything like that. You know, you imagine America's hard favorite copy. dad. Yeah, hard copy. Because he there, he was on Full House, right? So America's yeah, he would, he favorite dad leaves right child there. in a hot car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kid, Bob Sackett's a dirty comic, though. Have you seen his stand-up? He's he's a oh, dirty yeah. comic. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it made me appreciate. He used it to do it. Um, he used to be raunchy at the um, rap parties, you know, or the <laughs> preseason party. We'd have a you know, a beach catered beach thing to celebrate the start of a new season. And there'd be people with families and kids there. And I remember distinctly there was, you know, he, he walks up to the, one of the tables where there's food and there's like a, a plastic lobster there and he takes it and he goes right to his crotch. It's like, ah, it's eating my 
crunch and he's i'm like everybody's looking at him going you've got my kid standing right next to you and he's just going ah. he's like i'm on coke this was like a- <laughs> john give me some coke <laughs> the crab was gotta be on <laughs> he's gotta be on all the time but he was a nice guy i mean the times i talked to him he was a, a real nice guy so i don't mean to like tell horrible stories about him but they, those, those, are, funny amazing. You know, those, those are fun those yeah, are good times who doesn't forget their kid in a car who's with me <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time i forgot my kid at home See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was Madison. that was intentional right that's intentional <laughs> it was my stepdaughter though <laughs> yeah so he didn't care too much get, i still get shit from it from this day oh, wow. <laughs> you forgot about madison when she was five i'm like yeah, but come on. <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> she was like, fine. Yo, the TV was on. She, she was fine. She straight up went like four or five houses down to get, to get help. Wow. Oh, I'm wow. pretty sure you shouldn't be saying the rest of the story. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty interesting. No, it wasn't that bad. This could be used for evidence yeah, here. Yeah, that's so horrible. <laughs> you just gave your wife the divorce out. like. <laughs> yep. Now it's public information. So, so, John, I don't mean to, to go um, dark, but in your bio, yes, you, you did mention... Uh, that you had cancer and uh, yeah. at what point in your life did you did you know that you had cancer and, and tell us a little bit about that all right yeah well i won't bring the show down too much but yeah i had cancer when i was 16 oh, no, years we're gonna old laugh was, yeah i'll find a way to well if the beautiful thing about it is um i'll fast forward to how i deal with it i, I dealt with it by making jokes all the time i wasn't one of those Good. people who felt sorry for myself um and i tell people this day anybody who's suffering with something you know you got to find a way to find the humor in it and um, don't give me that woe is me attitude because you'll never get through it if you're you know sad and feeling sorry for yourself. You gotta I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that, John, because my dad was diagnosed with uh, tongue cancer about four years ago, and I said I can you know I can you know try to make light of it and like joke with them. I'm like, well, you know, no tongue, that's fine. I'm sure your wife would be okay that you're not talking. <laughs> I had to bust his balls because yeah, you're right. If you don't make, if you make it a sad thing, they're like, man, he already has in his mind. I'm sure like, damn, I have cancer. I have to get surgery. But what if he and- was good at like going down on her? Yeah, he's then fucking, she'd be sad. Yeah, well, that's, she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, tongue cancer is the only cancer she's I was all, afraid. So the only reason why I'm still he with didn't him. Marry a Cambodian. Oh, wrong accent. <laughs> so you bring in a substitute, right? You, bring, you get halfway down and then you switch. <laughs> you got to go to your alter ego, the cuck. Yeah. Earl the cuck. Earl, <laughs> Earl Elliot the cuck. <laughs> Earl Elliot the cuck. Did you Did you tell your dad he's gonna have to be like Anthony Hopkins with the chalkboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I busted his balls. I mean, I, I would tell him, "Hey, listen, you know, you, you know, I, I would, I would say, hey, you know, I would just make uh, jokes nonstop, and he appreciated it. You know, I made light of the of the situation. He's and he's cancer free now, so I mean, it only took oh, me great. Two, two years to do that. So yeah, but but not to take away from you, John. So go ahead, go ahead and tell us about it. No, it's all right. I mean, that's it's. He, does he have a? I mean, he can speak. He's got his full use of his tongue. I've never heard of tongue cancer before. What's going? Yeah, yeah, it, it could guess, be made up to make Chuck feel sorry for you. <laughs> Yeah, he, he talked to his dad like 13 years, and his dad's like, oh, I'm dying of cancer. He did a Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. What, what kind of cancer? <laughs> was like, I got tongue. the cancer, yeah. The tongue cancer. This is the, worst the only one Chuck couldn't look at. I'll tell you what. It came up the other day because my, bro- my brother um, was in Vegas, and he asked to borrow money from me. And I said, no, nah, dude, I, I, ain't got, I ain't got money for you, right? So he hit up his friend and ended up borrowing like 500 bucks. Yeah. And then my mom was here the other day, and she said, hey, um, Mike, Mike, did Mike, uh, you know, he told me that he gave your dad 500 bucks for, for surgery for cancer. Did you give him 500 bucks? I'm all, 
That was a made up story. Mike needed it because <laughs> he borrowed 500 bucks from Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Need my bag of lollipops. <laughs> um, no, but my cancer was in the uh, in the leg, in the knee, and I had a bone replacement. And in fact, the irony is, um, so I think I'm totally cancer free at chemotherapy. This is 35 years ago, but oh, the shit. piece that I have in there um, was only designed to last so long. And I've had have two pretty major surgeries since to replace this uh, artificial prosthesis that I have in my left leg. And one of the surgeries was two months ago. So I am literally um, just now starting to walk again uh, without my crutches. I had six weeks laid up. I mean, the piece wore out. And so even though I don't have cancer anymore, the physical ramifications of what I went through crop up every 15 years or so. And I have to go back and have another surgery to have this piece replaced. Um, so I'm basically coming off that right now. I don't know if you can even see in the video, there's my crutches right there. I have oh, yeah. case. I get up and my legs, yeah, my leg stiffens up or something. I have, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty much there. But um, the point is, is it, it's still with me. I don't walk perfectly because yeah. of it, but I have my leg and I'm cancer free and there's nothing to complain about at all. Yeah. Four K's and triathlons are out, but I mean, fuck <laughs> it. you already raised your money. <laughs> Could always Willy Wonka it. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> do the roll. When, when my dad had say, walking is something jokes all the uh, time. What, what happened? When my dad had, but COVID. I was I was making jokes. We're talking about cancer. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Cancer's legit. COVID's like whatever. Yeah, you're made up. My, I was saying my dad was in two fucking car accidents back to back. COVID first, and then the he caught COVID enemy. in the he caught COVID in the hospital. But that's an invisible enemy. His enemy was visible. Yeah, this one, eh? Jesus. Yeah. Car, just, you saw he saw the car coming that. both times. Denied. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's trying to bring in car accidents and cancer, like they were saying. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so there's my cancer story. You got that one. You got the home videos. You got the $2 bills. You got the That's book. It. Have we but, done enough on the, Wheel of Fortune the, or no? Right. The grand finale, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, what was the you word? Were... What did you win? What was the word that won it all? Well, I won three or four puzzles. So it oh, added up. I won about 12000 bucks. Uh, closer to 12,850 is the number 12,850. Yeah. And then I lost a bonus game, which would have been 25,000 more. And I'm still pissed about that because I should have had it. Um, but I didn't oh, get it. It was naggers. It was naggers. It was your poor name. What was the poor? That was just, that was the answer to the question. It was Eric, whatever your name. Poor names never going away, by the way. Yeah, Richard's poor name. That's awesome. Like, it's a respectable name. All right. <laughs> Earl. <laughs> Earl, yeah, Earl. I'm only going to do tow truck porn. <laughs> I see you need a lift. I, got I you. see you got lost in the junkyard. <laughs> Earl. Oh, Earl. I think you guys have a follow up show you can do on this, right? This is this is a whole other hour of conversation you can have with or without me here on oh, yeah. porn names and uh, that sort of thing. Oh, no, we, we got to bring you back if we're going to do yeah, porn yeah. names. That's, yeah. I don't know where you, I heard middle name and street you grew up on. You heard something different, right? You heard the middle name and uh, what was it? High like school a, something? a car, a car. Yeah, street oh, the car, right? The car. And then one of your cars. Your first car? Yeah. So, no, just L car. Yeah, and I had a Malibu at the time, so. 
Jeez. It's probably better than the street you grew up on because if you grew up on a numbered street, your middle name could be Earl 162nd Street. My name is Brock 13th. Unless I'm like a male hooker and that's like the only street I work on, right? Oh, mm. that's a hooker. Oh, Earl 163rd. Yeah. yeah, a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> that's his favorite line. Right so, so how did you get? How did you get uh, through the casting of Will of Fortune? Did you have an in with somebody since you do screenwriting? No, I just, just uh, really auditioned, <laughs> and if I can, and I actually had to wait a couple of years to get an audition because every Damn. time I called, they were back, so backed up with contestants they weren't looking for new ones. Hmm. So um, when I lived out in California for. 12 years eventually after six or seven I tried again and they said yeah we have an opening and I went in there and I, I kicked ass I mean I knew I was going to get on That's they awesome. give you a, um, a bunch of puzzles like a test and I nailed all those and then they actually make you stand up they go around there's like 100 people in a room uh, in auditorium and the producers are up on the stage at the front and they call you up one by one and you have to pretend to spin the wheel and you have to be excited about it <laughs> That's and awesome. then They'll say, oh, $400, and then you have to call out a letter. So they want to see you know, your enthusiasm. You, uh, they want to see so. your excitement. And they also want to make sure you do it right because they tell you, don't say, give me a P or give me a D. You just have to say P or D. And so I remember doing it. I mean, they call my name. I stand up. I pretend to spin the wheel. I'm clapping. And then they go, 300. And I go, T. <laughs> stupid i mean it feels no, you're perfect <laughs> but they want to make sure that you are energetic and so i'm like a i ace the test b i i have a personality i, I could be modest enough to say that and i think they saw that i think they might have they might have asked me a few questions you know everybody a few questions like tell us about question. yourself the way you would do it on the show and i got the call that i was on and you know the rest is history so bingo bingo so anything you want to plug i don't think there's um, ever any doubt and that's no, I plugged the book. I'm telling you, um, I, I, wrote, I spent a long time writing screenplays because I went to, I got my master's degree as a screenwriter out in Los Angeles. But this book is the first foray back into what I was doing as a kid, which was writing prose and fiction. I did a lot of that and I got away from it because I like writing movies. So this is my first prose full book. And I I'm, think it's great. I mean, I, again, you guys read part of it. I think it's hysterical. Um, I think it's well written. I read it and go, wow, did I actually write that? That's I haven't pretty, finished it, but so great. far it's funny. I write, yeah, so I write comedy I too, it. so I think it's actually very funny so far. Yeah, you see the wit. I mean, I, I think my strength is sarcastic, snappy, witty humor. Yeah. And I think I'm funnier in print than I am. You like never try stand-up like, or nothing like that, man. Like a lot of that no, I couldn't. is pretty quick. Nah, stand-up is boring. Yeah, but, no, but, it's, but I have to write it and I have to craft it. See, for me, I can be funny maybe on this show. I don't know if I have been or not, but if I have time to write something and craft it, I can make it real funny. And that's what the book is. It's work, yeah. you know, it's molding and rewriting and revising and getting it right. Whereas I guess that's what stand-up is too, but okay. probably too self-conscious to stand up in front of an audience and try to be funny because the first time something I said didn't get a laugh, I'd probably be uh, soiling myself. <laughs> so that'd be the end of that. Yeah. But anyway, I plug the book. If you want, you know, if your listeners want to laugh and uh, laugh out loud and um, just find something enjoyable to do for a couple hours to read it it's it's uh, very funny so go out and get the book oh, yeah. that's yeah. it guys grab the book we'll put the link in the uh comment section but uh john uh pleasure thank you for being on the program making time for you i know it's like yep. uh what is it, about nine eleven o'clock at night over in florida oh shit yeah. florida man yeah 
Yeah, we yeah. need Florida stories. That's yeah. why that's why he's not so offended because he's from Florida. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, go to bed. Oh, but I'm a New Yorker originally. I'm a New Yorker. That's that's yeah. my so he walked past murders all there day. <laughs> he walked past dead bodies and hookers blowing dudes all all day. It's too cold for me to stop. Hookers and care blowing about this gators, bullshit. gators eating dudes. I said that's the next that's the next uh, book he's gonna write. <laughs> <laughs> hookers and gators. Hookers and gators. <laughs> my time in New York and Florida. <laughs> I mean the best. <laughs> Half the book. Uh, I just started a new one this week. I just started a new one and um, I'm not gonna get into the whole story because it may change, but um, I'm finally on a path to another one now. So here we go with book number two. I'll come back on when that one's done. Awesome, awesome. But no, you guys are great. This is the kind of podcast um, I like being on where I can just be myself and and let it loose and tell funny stories. I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate the stories. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, we love the Bob Saget stories too. That's like I said, I hope he's, uh, well, I hope he does listen, but if he does, he's probably going to come looking for me. But I was just uh, thinking like, (laughs) your door at a rainy night. I I was like, never mind Bob Saget. Never mind Bob Saget. Will of Fortune. He's giving away all of our secrets. (laughs) He based on the Olsen twins. Dude, and if anybody uh, listening can find that videotape where all the errors from America's home, you know, videos, whoever could find that link for me. Hit us up. We would love to see that video. <laughs> I do. Uh, I won't say. Talk to me off, talk to me off camera. <laughs> He's like, I got a copy for you. He must have seen so many people get hit in the balls daily. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah the, the blooper reels alone must have been great. When he saw Jackass, he was like, these guys are trying. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he, saw, he saw this is 20 yeah, years old, bro. Kids, yeah, this sure. Amateur hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. It was a great job. I showed up and we watched stupid stuff all day. I got paid yeah, yeah. well to, to sit in front of the awesome. TV. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the time, and that was that was uh, late '90s. That was making like seven fifty a week, to, and, I, and we would show up at like ten and leave at like three. As long as you got through your quota, uh, we'd be in and out of there, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty good pay. I mean, especially oh, yeah. for someone in their That's early twenties, it was a terrific job. In the, in the back, in the <laughs> green room. <laughs> 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 the green room, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bob Saget was yeah. he was on something. I just love that Bob Saget for years when we were little kids, he was like so sweet and nice, and then you find he's like getting blowjobs in between. See, and, and imagine what we're going to find out about your mom was giving blowjobs too. Like, just thinking about it, like, <laughs> like, never be surprised by grownups doing things. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I said nothing about Bob Saget getting. You guys, yeah. for the record, I did wolf. not say that. Yeah, middle-aged wolf over here. <laughs> I said Joe Montagna. <laughs> when are you going to revert back to human? God damn it. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. All right, John, we appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Have, Have a good night. No problem. Day. See you guys again. Take care. For sure. Always, man. You too.